From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. I figured it was a perfect time, a perfect time to discuss fan-level aspects and in-and-outs, double fan agent episode, uh, bleedblueshow.com, bleedblueshow, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Listen, um, if you are a fan of sports in general, it's not a hard concept if you're a human being by the age of 30 years old and older, I'll give room for the 30-year-olds and under because they come from a different generation. But double-agent fans in the sports is is pretty much a simple concept. In each sport, each league, you pick a team in your youth or your teen years or even in a young adult, depending on when you latch on to a particular sport or particular league, you pick one team. And you ride with that team to the end of your life and to, till death. It's kind of a, pretty much a sports fan marriage. Uh, there's never no such thing with real fans, real passionate, loyal, or even diehard fans to have multiple teams in the same league. Okay, uh, that's just that's just treasonous one on one for sports fans. So as a, a double agent fan can. Uh, not to have two teams, three teams, four teams, five teams in a particular sport, a particular league. Now, this is different when you're talking from a KGYR perspective. Of course, um, this platform has been designed that we root for four squads, four main squads. You know, a lot of the people are a combination of uh, four teams, but they're across four different sports and leagues. Uh, Knicks, Giants, Yankee Rangers, that would be basketball, football, baseball, and hockey. There's, you know, we have fans that root for other teams in different sports, but there's just one team. Uh, double agent fans, yeah, there's only one, one exception pretty much uh, if you're into the gambling. And I can understand that aspect. If you're trying to win money uh, or come up uh, on a profit on gambling, sports gambling, you may be day-to-day with different teams depending on how you access willing to bet who's going to win or what. Uh, but this this topic has brought up because it it, 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 it readdresses, it opens up the wound again when we talked about this uh, several years ago when the Nets moved from New Jersey, uh, East Rutherford, to, uh, to Brooklyn. And we talked about this over the years on this platform, and we talked about it as far as uh, the Nets being the second team in New York City, I mean, uh, logistically, it's really not, it's pretty much no different when, as far as uh, distance between the Garden and, let's say, the sports complex in, at the Meadowlands versus, let's say, Madison Square Garden and Barclays. It's pretty much similar, maybe a little bit shorter, uh, but it ain't too, too far. Like, if you go from the Garden to... Uh, uh, the old uh, the old Brendan Byrne Arena, the Meadowlands Arena, is probably about a 15 minute ride uh, through the Lincoln Tunnel. And then if you look at it on the flip side, if you're going from Midtown Manhattan to go to Brooklyn, I mean, you could either catch the train, the subway, you could just drive down and catch the Brooklyn Bridge. 
and you head that way, or Manhattan Bridge, either or, and then you can head that way to the Barclays Center. You'll be there in pretty much 20 minutes, depending on traffic and things of that nature. But this is the thing about what has happened with Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets uh, uh, right now as far as you have a, 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 a pool of Knicks fans, primarily from Brooklyn, all right? This is where it really dissects the most. This really doesn't affect the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, Jersey, uh, Westchester, so on, Long Island. It doesn't really affect those fans per se. This really di- this is really a, a square, uh, a bullseye target on the Brooklyn Knicks fan, the Brooklyn Knicks fan, meaning if you are a loyal or a diehard Knicks fan from Brooklyn, you had a choice to make years ago. We talked about this years ago on the platform. I don't remember exactly the episode because we talk about this stuff all the time throughout the years. When that move was made, a decision needed to be made. It was pretty much your get-out-of-jail-free card. If you was a suffering Knicks fan, like we're all suffering Knicks fans, were you going to hop on the wagon of the Brooklyn Nets, or were you going to stay loyal and to the forever do to death does your part as a Knicks fan living in Brooklyn? That's where it comes down to as far as you know, pick one side or the other. And you have a good chunk of reputable, knowledgeable, loyal, with integrity, Knicks fans from Brooklyn still riding with the Knicks no matter what. There is a group, that group of Knicks fans is trying to say, I am, this is is a Knicks town, this is New York City, uh, fuck Nets, things of that nature. I have nothing but respect for that because it, it could be tempting. A professional franchise enters your borough, you know, you may have a change of heart. You want to probably have a team that reps your borough. I mean, I I can understand that as far as some fans may want to be very local, even more local than the city team. If the city team is in a different borough and you got one literally blocks away, you may want to jump ship to a team uh, that's locally in the neighborhood where you live, eat, work, play shit, and all that other kind of stuff. But that decision had to be made that year when the Nets move relocated from New Jersey to Brooklyn. So this topic has come up over the weekend because if you watched uh, game three of the NBA uh, first round Celtics and Nets, and there's no bigger uh, famous Knicks fan uh, as far as nationally, internationally, despite Lee. I mean, he has earned his stripes. I mean, he has actually paid his dues. I mean, this is a guy who's actually sitting in the blue seats back in the 80s. You know, I mean, this is how far it goes back for him as a Knicks fan. And, I mean, he's been there through and through, through the 80s, the 80s teams, the 90s teams. Uh, you know, his success uh, as a filmmaker has, and he well-deserved because he's earned his keeps as, a, as a, uh, one of the best filmmakers of all time, historically. So there's a lot of prominence to that. Uh, we know all the wars, him and his, his, his pretty much his first locals, you know, his, uh, uh, his seat on the, on the garden floor, all right? Uh, through the years, especially in the playoffs versus uh, the, the Bulls, you know, versus Mike, uh, versus the Pacers with Reggie Miller. We we know this. We see this. Even even last year when the fans came back to the Garden uh, after, you know, most of the season was through empty stands, uh, you saw them in first row versus the uh, Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young. 
So he's kind of like the face, the mascot of Knicks fandom when it comes to the Knicks loyalty, all right? Uh, now, you've seen him over the years at certain games, like the Yankee games, uh, playoff games, things of that nature. But we know uh, Mr. Spike Lee is uh, avid day in and day out. Even when the Knicks stink it up, he's at the Garden. I mean, that can never be taken away from someone. I mean, you got to put that in perspective. But what happened uh, Saturday night, game number three of the first round between the two seeds, Celtics and the seven seed Nets, the things I saw from the sidelines on on the Barclay Parquet, high five and net fans when they were uh, net players, when Nets were making shots, I, I that that is not a that is not only a good look, it's a tre- treasonous act. Now I I really love this aspect of the conversation. I love the the um, this angle of what we're talk, talking about because. You do not, for whatever reason, high-five the opposing players on a rival team within the city. There's no excuse for that. There is no excuse for that. So all the games you were going to in the 80s, in the 90s, and that's a lot of money for those front-row seats, all those back and forth with Jordan, Reggie Miller, even last year with Trey Miller, it's almost like you it's almost forgiving. You gotta take it to, into perspective. But to go there and be a pup I wouldn't call it be a puppet, be a, a hoe, basically. The Brooklyn Dodgers nobody said you can't or can't go to the go game because I'm watching Russell Russell Wilson and Sierra at the Nuggets game and they're just chilling, minding their own business like any other celebrity or fan who's just kinda of neutral. But the high five opposing players team and you are pretty much the predominant Nick, the face of Nick fandom it, it, the Nick fans are going to chew your ass up and rightfully so, you do not do that, that is, that is like rule number one on one you do not do what you did, no fan if you're a loyal or a diehard fan is supposed to be high-fiving players from another team when your team is not even in it That is beyond, it's beyond disgusting um, Abby, I gotta get the background noise back, man. Just get get it to a fire spot because I want your thoughts, man. My apologies, bro. Apologies. Um, I think it goes even further than that. This oh, is the reality about this is this is the truest reality. Spike Lee to us is what we have in lieu of a mascot. Whatever Benny the Bull the Philly fanatic, or any other freaking, you know, symbolism or, you know, your symbol of uh, a fandom that's supposed to represent the fans of a specific sports team. I mean, yeah, they have comical moments with each other that, that, that seems to happen, but never have I ever seen the Philly fanatic come to City Field and put on a Mets jersey. I've never seen... Wally the Green Monster ever come to Yankee Stadium and put on a Yankee hat? Never would you ever see that, and especially if those specific teams are not there. Spike Lee is the equivalent to a mascot. The 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 pop culture reference of what a Knicks fan is 
looks like, conducts himself, and everything. Now, me personally, Steve, you know me very well. You know that I grew up, I was born and raised right there in the heart of Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn through and through. But the school in Brooklyn, I've, I, I still work in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn probably more than I am in any other borough in the city. Definitely more than I am in Manhattan. But under no circumstance would you ever see me wear a Mets jersey, a Brooklyn Nets jersey, a New York Jets jersey, an Islanders jersey, because I, at a, at a certain point in time, put a claim that, you know what, I'm going to represent New York, but I'm going to represent this New York. Never will you hear me say, will you ever see me in Mets colors, even though they're fucking similar to the Knicks and the Islanders, but you won't see me in that. Will I go to a, show, to a, to a Mets game? Obviously, yes. It's not, it's not like, you know, you know, opportunities like that present themselves all the time. But, you know, living in New York, and I live in Queens currently, you know, the, the opportunities will arise where I'm going to get a free ticket to a Mets game. Will I go? Yes. Will I be wearing Mets paraphernalia? You got me. You got me effed up, honey. Well, yeah, I, I disagree with clean... you a little bit there. I disagree with that aspect because, because we grew up, we're the same age. We we grew up in the era of hip hop, right? You know, there was an era back in the early two right. thousands where I was a throwback jersey fanatic. I still got those. You know, I still got throwback jerseys of George Gervin, David Thompson, uh, World Be Free. I mean, these are team players of other teams. It was a fashion statement. It was about. You know, it was it was just an era of fashion. It was just how I rolled back in like two thousand one, two, three in that era. That was so had those jerseys. But it wasn't really about fandom. It was just about rocking gear, matching your sneakers and jeans, shorts, whatever. But and even the background. He, my, my, dude, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm in a parking lot, so this it's gonna seem to oh, happen okay. every now and then. But here's 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 the reality of it all. Um, okay. Fashion is one thing. I never subscribed to that theory. If I was going to wear different colored jerseys, they were all going to be the same jersey. They will be a black, you know, a black old Yankee batting practice jersey or a, a green, you know, Knicks jersey or, or that. I, you know, if and if they didn't have it in that specific color, then guess what? I wasn't wearing them. Because true, true. I got to it. Me, and, 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 and to me, you know, it's okay still, you know, like, 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 you know, some people might have even their own version of the Jordan rules where you will wear Jordans or not wear Jordans. Will you, is it okay to wear a Bulls jersey, you know, as long as it's Jordan or is it not okay? Same thing with LeBron today. And if, and if you wear a LeBron jersey, do you wear a Cleveland? Do you wear a Miami? Do you wear a Laker? Do you wear, you know, wherever his high school was? You know, there are certain rules in terms of fashion and there's a certain rule of, in, in terms of fandom. But Spike Lee, Spike Lee is not no ordinary person. He is, with you know, a, a recognizable face in pop culture. The man has made various movies and is, and is a recognizable figure, especially when it comes to being recognized 
in those front row seats at Madison Square Garden, you know, night in and night out, you know, rooting for the Knicks. This is the same man that in 1994 was the center of the, the controversy of Miller time, and he wasn't even playing. Reggie Miller was. He was not. He is the same man that has gotten in, you know, to, you know, into, like, discussions and, 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 and debates with the great Michael Jordan, with guys like Trey Young, like other, you know, New York villains and, 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 and assassins and things of that sort. And yet here he is known full well. Look, I understand we are all fans of the game. Sport of basketball is a wonderful game, and it's, and it's one thing. And we're not ever, and I'm not even saying that Spike Lee cannot, cannot even go to a Brooklyn Nets game. That will never bother me. But when you show out all Brooklyn, repping Brooklyn, high-fiving the players, acting like you've yeah. been, you've been sitting, acting like you've been sitting courtside in front of, at Barclays Center this whole fucking season over the last 30-something years, and not been wearing orange and blue and been doing the same exact thing at Madison Square Garden over the last 30-something years, please. I mean, it, unfortunately, Spike Lee is, is in the position of king of, Nick, of Nickelback fandom. And his behavior, his antics, his, you know, his um, presence alone and his... The demonstrative behavior that he had at Barclays Center yesterday, it, 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 it makes me start to guess and second guess and wonder who Spike Lee really is. I get it. He's from Brooklyn. So it's am I. treason. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's treason. It's, listen, it's, listen. It's, you you will never see Arnold you, you, to the fullest. We, we, you would not, I, I, to my knowledge, I would not have seen Jack Nicholson all those years as a Laker fan all of a sudden go front row and start waving a pom-pom for the Clippers or vice versa for Billy Crystal for the, uh, you know, going from the Clippers to the Lakers. It, 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 you don't do that. It's a bad message. And, listen, I, and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I, I hope the Nick fan from Brooklyn really gets on Spike Lee's ass. I really believe that. Alright, let me uh, let me mute your background noise, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mute you for a little bit because there's too much background noise. But let me say that I'm gonna bring you back on in a couple minutes. But I, I hope the Nick fan and I, a lot of Nick fans align with Nickelbacker Avenue's point about. Uh, being from Brooklyn, but it's all about the Knicks. See, you had to make a decision. Once the Nets moved from Jersey to Brooklyn, if Spike Lee wanted to transfer his fan rights from the Knicks to the Nets, it should have been done year one in Brooklyn. And then he could do all the waving of the pom-poms if he wanted to at that time. But to do that back and forth, just just as the season ended, that I really think Knicks fans, especially the Knicks fan in Brooklyn, has got to get on him about that. I would even be opposed to. I mean, they'll never do it. I, I don't think so. Dolan is petty. I wouldn't mind him banning him from the Garden for seeing doing that shit. I, I if he did that, I he would have my support because it sends a message. Because remember, these are free agents and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant who bypassed the Knicks to go to Brooklyn. That's lost revenue on the Knicks. 
I mean, ownership could be looking at it like that. Yes, of course, Spike Lee pays a phenomenal, uh, astronomical fee for those seats. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is James Dolan. He has all, I mean, the money is going to still come from other fans, revenue-wise, the TV deals and all that other stuff, whether Spike Lee there is there or not. There's, gardens is always, the Garden is always going to fill, whether the Knicks win 10 games or 40 games or 50 games. doesn't matter. It's just a bad look. And fans, I, if, I, if I was to go to social media, I, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm starting to see the articles circulate about this. And you already know fans was yapping about it last night, and rightfully so. That it, to the fans' core, you do not do that. That is the worst thing you can do as a sports fan. If you are 30 years or older, you do not do what Spike Lee did last night, cheering on uh, the, uh, po- uh, the the local team who happened to be the rival team of the city. You are self-proclaimed number one mascot for. And I think that Nickelback Ave hit it on the head about that. Uh, but Ave, I mean, the high-fiving of players is just disgusting to me, man. I don't like it, man. I you don't want to hate on the guys in the status, but there's a code for repping as a fan, right? And I was like, you don't do what like you, you were hitting on hitting on the head. You don't do celebrating the opposing team. Like I wish fan had there's repercussions for this shit outside of getting banned from arenas and shit. You know, Av? Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I concur with what you're saying in terms of. If Dolan were to take offense to that, which he legally couldn't do that even if he wanted to, but say he did, you know, those season tickets, so that those should be donated to, to you, know, a, you know, a specific organization for real Knicks fans who actually really want to, actually really love the Knicks, and will ne- and their fandom will never be tested under no circumstance. Now that's not to say that everyone's perfect. Obviously, Spike Lee is a human being. He is also an American and has rights to do as he as he well pleases. I get that, but we're not talking politics. We're talking about morality, credibility. Because Spike Lee, he didn't just discredit his, his fandom for the Knicks. He discredited every one of us in a, in, a, in, in a way, even though each person can speak for themselves. But I'm sorry. When you have, you know, bloggers and columnists and article writers and all kinds of coverage going into this series and into this playoffs, because obviously New York is still the number one media capital of the world. There's more media coverage here than anywhere else, and right now the Brooklyn Nets just happen to have that coverage. What's weird to me, though, is how people can, you know, would look at what Spike Lee did yesterday and immediately come up with the, or right to the conclusion that if, even if Spike Lee is here, we now know who runs New York. Mm, I didn't look at it okay. like that. Good point. Interesting. Interesting. And considering you well know my 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 glorious disdain for Kevin Durant, and now <laughs> oh, yeah. he now has, 
and, and now he has another uh, another another cap in the another feather in his cap for this situation. Another reason to dog on Nick fans. Another reason to piss us off to give us that that, that, that ravages and let's just be realistic. More additional pressure on the team that's not even playing. Because now the Knicks really do have to perform to kind of shut, you know, to take this nasty taste out of our mouths and put put a smile back in our face. Because right now we're looking, you know, every Knicks fan, whether you agree with me or you don't agree with me, we look hella silly right now because our number one went into the to the rivals building in rival colors cheering on the rival team when he's supposed to be the example for us. It it looked like Lex Luger turning on the wrestler Sting. Remember that situation in wrestling back in the 90s? It looked like that. It looked like a a wrestler going heel. It kind of looked like he turned his back on the Knicks fans. And it was about himself. I I, I, I mean, it it almost is like, I, I mean... Since we're going on 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 you know that you know that track and you know how much I love that that, that business, Luger changed heel a couple of times. This is like when Hogan turned heel. There you go. There you go. That's a better example. Well, because at the time Hogan had Hogan had never been a bad guy. Hogan had never been a jerk. People only knew of him as a jerk in private settings. And then now you were seeing it in live and in living color. And Spike Lee essentially took off the orange and blue and put on the black and white. Even if he was wearing Brooklyn Dodgers. I don't know. I'm sorry, but don't you make a lot of money on those fucking highly expensive and and, and, and really overly um, designed Yankee hats with all the fucking years of, of the championships? Or am I or am I mistaken? Isn't don't we have like a bunch of Spike Lee joints where the you know with Yankee hats? And he's wearing Brooklyn Dodgers. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Dodgers haven't been in Brooklyn in the last fifty years. He—I don't even think he was alive when they were when uh, when they were here. What in the blue fuck is Spike Lee doing? Because Spike Lee is different. He's—he's he's not you or me. Yeah. Because if you or I were to do that, it's—you know—it would be a little bit more acceptable because it would go—it would go—it would get over like a fart in the wind. There's a le- there's levels to this. If it was me, I would probably get chewed up. Or if it was you, you would probably get chewed up by fans that on on, on this level, as far as grassroots uh, podcasters, uh, the, you know, you know, the Nick fans who are that we you know communicate with on a regular that that bucket of fans. But this is national. This is international. He's literally the face of the franchise as far as mascots, and it's on national television. It's just another butt of jokes, like you said. Oh, man, turn his back on the Knicks, you know? It it has that aura to it. And and this is all about fanship. And listen, it's really who it is. It's him. Because if it was any regular, everyday person, because, you know, as you already know, there there are a segment of fans it doesn't matter if it's the Jets, Mets, Islanders, Rangers, Knicks, whatever. It don't matter. As long as it's a New York team, they're still going to support that. But this is not what we're talking about because those are casual. I don't care. I'm from New York. I'm a root for whoever's in it. This is not that case. This is the biggest Knicks fan 
uh, fish in the pond when we're talking about it. The true is diehard. He pulled, he, pulled, he, he pulled the casual fan card shit. That has I have never seen it. I was flabbergasted when I was watching it in real time. At and then the, now and I was happy to see other Nick fans pull that card and call the bullshit for what it was. You do not do you do not root for multiple teams in the same sport. Listen, I've been to games all the time. And my team's never in it. I'm not doing what he did. I've never done that. I'm not cheering um, and, and high-fiving fans. If I'm out of state, you know, in California or, or Arizona, whatever, Texas, Illinois, I'm not high-fiving fans of that team if another team does good. That's not my team. You don't do that. And that's 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 just a bad look. Uh, we got we're gonna get off in a few minutes. I'm gonna give you a give me like two to three minutes on this topic, man. I'm definitely gonna have to probably readjust this in a part two in the near future because this is really fan level shit that we we're, we're really dear about, man. And I know there's gonna be roundtables about this on other platforms, but we'll wrap it up. All I gotta uh, I mean, all I gotta say is that Spike Lee, you are supposed to be the example. You are supposed to be. The quintessential Knicks fan. We're, like I said before, I'm not saying that you shouldn't rep your borough. Because, hell, I rep my borough I wonder, just in my essence. I wonder what Tracy Morgan is thinking. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. I want you to continue. I just want to throw that in there. Well, I, want to know, I want to know what Tracy Morgan is thinking right now. Because isn't he well, not in the same situation? Uh, he, 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 I think he would. Um, but, but but what's funny to me is, is that, you know, if we're going to strip the title of number one Nick fan away from Spike Lee because of this antic, like, who do we bestow it upon? Is it Tracy Morgan? Is it Fat Joe? Is it uh, well, John McEnroe? We're talking, is Brooklyn, it like, right? we're talking Brooklyn. Talking about anybody. Yeah, I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about Knicks. If we're taking the title away from Spike Lee as a number one Nick fan, who is the new, who, you know, who should ascend to that throne? Besides, well, I, I don't know. We we need to have the discussion. I, I have to really think about it. The reason why I like threw out Tracy Morgan's name because isn't he Brooklyn? Fat Joe's Bronx, and this, this has Joe's this, everything to do with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, this has everything. This, the dynamic, the dynamic I'm talking about is the Brooklyn. I know what you're saying as far as overall, but Fat Joe would be affected by this because he's the Bronx. I think Tracy Morgan's Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. And I would love to hear what he would have to say what after he saw. He probably would never say nothing, you know. You know. You know. Usually, people on that level kind of protect each other. But oh no, he, I, but it would really tell me where his lines is. It would really tell me how passionate of a Nick fan he truly say he is. That see, it, his whole car would be pulled. Absolutely, and, and, and so. Um, to, to back to the final thought is that Spike Lee, you're supposed to be the example. You're supposed to be better than us. You're supposed to set, you know, set the forth the example for every Knicks fan. Now, if you want to, you know, disown the Knicks because they kicked you out of the building a couple of times and, and they took away your private entrance and and so on and so forth, then that's mm-hmm. be, then that's besides the point. That's, that's neither that's between you, Dolan, and that security guard. Until then. I am. I believe Spike Lee could be a traitor, a charlatan, a Benedict <laughs> Arnold, um, a, a, you know, the Hogan Swerve, whatever you want to call it. This nonsense is so disappointing because fans who truly, truly, truly are loyal 
and are true diehards of this team can't do it, the same thing that he can because of because of his, his level of success and notoriety. Right. But God, but God forbid, like he mentioned before, I don't see Jack Nicholson going to, to Clipper games. I'm sure he's been to a couple of them. I've never seen him high-five for Clipper players. I remember high-five Danny seen... Manning or Mark Jackson or Dominique Wilkins. Oh. I, I've never seen that before. Never seen it. Or Corey Bigetti. Or Chris Paul or Paul George or, 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 or any of them. I, I've never seen it. Never seen it. I, I, I never, I never seen him freaking high five Blake Griffin. Go figure. Right. But Spike Lee, you should be ashamed of yourself. Completely ashamed right. of yourself. New York Knicks fans. You, you could so so, so in, in, in the Hulk Hogan level, I'm gonna use the Tony Schiavone said uh, uh, said a statement that he made. Smackdown can go to hell, straight to hell. We witnessed <laughs> the end. We witnessed the end of what we thought was the number one true blue, orange and blue fan. Yeah, I know that a lot of people are gonna. I've been throwing his name out, but so there's another name, Stephen A. Smith. I never considered him no, to be a fan, no, but then no, again, no, no, no. but then again, no, no, no. but then again, no. he is a broadcast journalist, and therefore, he ha- so his impartiality is actually a requirement for his job. So at the same time, I don't fucking fuck him. But Mike Lee, what's your excuse? You're orange and blue skies. You do those pop-up shops every now and then with nothing but, but all your gears in orange and blue. Everything you do, orange and blue skies. Go next. This, that, and the third. I'm pulling your park, hey. your punk card, homie. Pulling it. Buy those seats, but donate it to a fan. Donate it to real fans, fans that you know that would actually stay loyal to the orange and blue and live by the code of the die hard. Which, you know what, Steve? I think we have to, re- we have to revisit this the, the, the die hard fan all over again because I think that Spike Lee just made people question about what it looks like. Yeah, we're gonna to have to revisit this, man. This is—we're definitely not done. So give us like a week or two. We'll we real we real tackle this. We'll probably get other Nick fans or just sports fans in general who understand the concept. I really feel bad for the Nick fan from Brooklyn. I can. This is really more about that particular bucket angle of fan because of the dynamic with the Nets. That's what to me what this is about. So I would love, and I, I'm glad that I saw some of the feedback from Nick fans from Brooklyn who's not did not approve of what he did. Most it was mostly didn't approve. And I, I highly respect those Nick fans, including yourself. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. We'll definitely have to readjust this because I think this is right up our alley when we talk about not only about our teams and what happened in the field of play and all that other stuff, but especially when it comes to how to be you know, there's unwritten rules and this you crossed the number one unwritten rule in fan history, where you did that, it's almost as worse. It's probably worse than throwing things onto the field like what the Yankees did in right field the other day. This is probably worse. Right. And this is definitely worse. Fans did in right field. This is worse. 
and, and and this applies to the fan that's 30 years old and older. See, there's different rules for the younger fan because they operate from a different or totally different dynamic than how our generation does. That's what this is all about. And what he did, and after all that fan equity he has built since the 80s, the 90s, the wars, that literally, like you said, he is the mascot for the Knicks. There's nobody bigger than him to pull that off on live national television versus another team from Boston. I mean, I know it was going up against Boston, but then there's also some fans that are saying at least he's being bad luck to the Nets like he was to the Knicks. Maybe there's some karma to that. But we'll have to address that another day, Nickelbacker Avenue. Thank you for coming on that, and on, on short notice. That'd be weird. Yeah. That actually would be really weird if that was actually true. If he was bad, hey. if he was bad luck to the Knicks, uh, and now he's being bad luck anyway, to Brooklyn. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I used to think the opposite because of you, you know of again what happened in '94, but um, man. This is beyond. This is this is beyond atrocious. This is something to actually want to you know that'll make you sick and make you feel want to throw up. Because Spike I, Lee is is not just a normal fan. He's not the normal fan. He is a celebrity. He is a this, you know a powerful person, and he has a lot of influence. So when yeah. when you do something like that, when you flip. In midair, because then he'll say, because I'm pretty sure eventually he'll get enough crap on social media if he has it already, and he will eventually say, you know what, I didn't change my alliance, I was repping my borough. Well, guess what, bro? I rep my borough every day. But Brooklyn is my home. New York is my team. The only way. And I live and die with that. The only thing he probably could get out of this and say, hey, man, I was trying to be giving them bad luck. Now, he could spin it that way if he was smart. And he may have an out with that. And it make, could make sense. But I don't think he would, honestly. That's his only out, but, honestly, as far as getting out, you know, fan credibility with Nick. But then, saying, hey, I was there to be it, bad it, luck it, with the Nets. It, it could work, but, but actually. It could work. But if that's the case, then I mean, then any Nick fan listening will would, would hope, expect, and be waiting for Spike Lee at the door and t- and telling him you're not allowed back into the Madison Square Garden if the Knicks are playing. I have no problem because with that. Because if you're going to be if you're a jinx, if you're a curse, you need you need to you need to go kick rocks, homie. You know, Barclays oh. is on the other side of the bridge. Hey, I hear that, man. Nickelbacker Avenue. Uh, on the double edge of fans, we're gonna, it's probably gonna, I could probably make five, six episodes on this alone. There's so many ways to look at this. Thank you very much, Av. And we'll talk, man. We'll get up uh, on this topic, man. We're not definitely done, man. So I'm grateful, man. Believe it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,